Llegaron los Doorbusters de JCPenney en la venta de fin de verano de tres días. Y tenemos compra uno y obtén otro gratis en Jeans Arizona Jean Company. O encuentra jeans para niños a $14.99 y camisetas a $5.99 de su marca favorita Thereabouts. O usa tu cupón y ahorra 30% extra por toda la tienda. JCPenney. Ofertas salidas hasta el 20 de agosto en selección de estilos. Aplican condiciones de exclusiones. Doorbusters se excluyen del cupón. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I am joined as usual, or maybe not as usual, because sometimes my man does uh, solo shows. Um, Jeff Lippin. Jeff, how you doing? My, my last name's so formal. I'm doing fine. Esteban Pineapple. Thank you. Thank you. I've been on hiatus. We've all been on hiatus. Well, not you. I mean, you're on, like, every show on the... Uh, Pro Wrestling Coalition, but um, I'm what me, you call I'm, overexposed. Beyond that, I was I I've been making appearances all over the place. I was on False Count Radio with uh yeah, that's Andrew Carlick's show, and he's one of the originals of Wrestling Soup. And I was on one of the Collision Roundups or something on on Wrestling Soup, and I don't know. And then, uh, but yeah, Pro Wrestling Coalition, Hummy Media Group, Garden of Doom, Garden Views, you know, here, there, everywhere. You get around, man. You get around. Me, I'm, I'm not. Oh, 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 that's not so true. I, I see you back with a popular <laughs> view. Back with the, back with your old girlfriends. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm doing Monday night shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I did one, and then the last one I did was like about a month ago. It, it, it's nice that you all, uh, that you all made up. That's, that's cute. Yeah, we're, we're back, uh, we're back in the saddles somewhat. I mean. It is what it is. Um, yeah. But here uh, we are. Technician? He's, he's gone to UK. Is he all in? He's he's all in. Whether what that means, I don't know. I don't. He's looking for jobs. The, the technician is the D- David Sanderson, the the referee we interviewed maybe about I don't know fifty episodes ago. Fifty years ago, yeah. Yeah, he's over in uh, London, um, meeting with some friends. Uh, that he met on Discord. I don't know if they're real friends or, you know. <laughs> ah, that's a great way to end up without a kidney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Another know. country. Oh, David, you're so cute. Oh, my God. He's definitely coming back with scars. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but mostly because he's going to end up going to this AEW show, which we're going to get into in ad nauseum in this episode. Is he going to go to the show? I would imagine so. How would you go to London and like, I know he goes there like trying to meet friends and pick up some refereeing. He's got like two refereeing gigs while he's out there. Well, they could they give but, him $12 when he's there to refer? <laughs> they give him 12 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but you but, want some quids, Gavnock? Some quid? You want some sterling? You want a quid? Listen, uh, he'll probably get hired by AW by the, the, weekend, the end of the weekend. I hope so. Uh, the way Aubrey's getting in trouble for, uh, you know, pushing her weight around. We'll talk about that, too. Listen, he can't possibly be a worse referee than, than the ones they have there already. He can't possibly be worse than Rick Knox, who actually started counting the three while both Hardys were trying to pin a bad guy. I mean, it's like it's like 
Somebody trying to pin two faces or two of their opponents is one thing. Two, two people trying to go for, uh, you know, uh, a three count is not so good supposed to get a, a count unless it's like an obvious squash match when it's like the Road Warriors or the Viking Raiders and they they hit, hit their doomsday device and they're just doing it to pose, you know, but not in a real match. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot to catch up on. We're going to talk about mostly AEW. Um, we'll preview the card because God only knows when we'll be back uh, recording a podcast. Um, so we'll record, we'll we'll preview that a little bit. I'll uh, rant about John Moxley because I really can't stand this guy. Yeah, and just tell me how much time you need for that, and I'll close my eyes and take a little snoozer. <laughs> I, and I'll tell you about who is an uh, up-and-coming uh, women's wrestler that uh, has caught my eye, and, and I'm very uh, uh, enamored with... Uh, mm, c'est, c'est bon, c'est, c'est bon. Yeah, is it this right. new up-and-comer, Macy Estrella? Estrella. <laughs> Nobody's looking for her. I got <laughs> Everybody's all crying about uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey, oh, Lacey Evans is oh, leaving. Lacey if, Evans is leaving. If, if she only had this many fans four days ago. <laughs> I mean, right, right. <laughs> or in any iteration, I love it. Oh, they should have brought back the sassy Southern Belle. Nobody gave a shit about the sassy Southern Nobody Belle. Nobody liked the sassy Southern Belle. Nobody. The most interesting thing that happened to Lacey Evans was the reported angle that she was going to get knocked up by Ric Flair. No. And the most interesting thing about Lacey Evans is that she consistently kept having mal. mal- uh, wardrobe malfunctions. Wardrobe malfunctions. With, with whatever type of new outfit she tried to come up with. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm sad that it didn't work out, but I mean, you know, I'm not I am too. The hat was stupid. When she came out with the hat with the, with the, like the, the plastic snake on it or the, like the stuffed animal snake on it, like a Pharaoh's emblem there on a, on a hood. It, I mean, I knew that was the end. But like, I, I still think if like they actually legitimately tried to build a women's tag team division, like her and Zia Lee together as a tag team, just being like the killers could have been something. Like Who? Exactly. And don't worry, they, they will never let that contract expire as long as there's a chance to get a Chinese television deal. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other guy that you were like uh, really enamored with um, that was in NXT? The big, the big uh, Chinese guy. I was not enamored with him. He still is. You mean, like, what's his name, like, Bo or something? It was Boa, wasn't it? Boa. Boa. Or... He's still there. That's right. He hasn't been released. Same thing. He's not, yeah, he's not even big. I'm just saying that his, their jobs are safe. Even Dante Chen, who's from Singapore, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 their jobs are safe. And Endeavor has some Chinese money back in it. I mean, oh. they're, they're, they're going to get a Chinese, one of the first things Endeavor is going to make happen for TKO. Everyone's like talking about, you think you're going to have these group shows with MMA and WWE and UFC? No, I don't think so. But but I definitely think that they're going to get them a meeting for Chinese TV, even if it's just a Chinese satellite carrier or something. But yeah, I think they're going to get them a meeting for Chinese TV and quite possibly uh, so, like a tour in China. All right, we'll see. Hey, I'm not going to hold my breath. TV, you, you have basically doubled the value of your company. You think or so? Or increased it by a third. How come AEW doesn't uh, try to get uh, on, a, on Chinese TV? 
they're trying to stay on US TV. That's right. So yeah, let's uh let's jump right into this. Um let me ask you this, Jeff. Um yeah. AW happened last night. Um Dynamite. No, it didn't. WCW 2000 combined with <laughs> TNA 2008 happened last night. Jeff, um you know, I like to ask these questions because um Usually, merchandise sales, you can closely attribute to how over somebody is. You know, LA Knight just surpassed Roman Reigns, so uh, yeah. that. So I, you can easily ask, yeah, uh, how much, how much uh, LA Knight gear do you wear? And you could say, okay, you know, you can find some LA Knight fans. Jeff, in your closet of wrestling gear, you know, you, you got a lot of masks, you got a lot of... Um, you know, um, Lucha Underground shirts. You got some stuff uh, from um, Ring of Honor before Tony owned it. How many Leatherface shirts do you have? I have no Leatherface shirts. <laughs> and now that Leatherface is, I guess, all elite, how many <laughs> Leatherface shirts do you expect to have in the future? Now I'm just going to rely on my own aging process of my face getting le- more leathery. <laughs> My Let's face just will be my support for uh, AEW as Leatherface. WWE See, gets a lot of lot of shit for these gimmicky matches, right? Listen, I only want to talk about the one gimmicky match. And the one that you keep defending, the zombies one, which was the worst thing I'd ever seen on TV. Until uh, yesterday. Uh, maybe. Uh, only the, the only reason I would go with the zombies thing still is because it was longer. It occupied much more of the show than this did. But this match last night was terrible. Um, like every part of it, like it wasn't funny. There were too many people. Like they they poured blood on Jeff Jarrett way too early in the match for it to have any impact. The whole thing with Leatherface was stupid. He was supposed to not be on Jeff Jarrett's or to be on Jeff Jarrett's side, but apparently he wasn't. But Jeff Jarrett still ended up winning the match and. I'm not sure if it was because they used a hammer or there was a, what what a, and Karen Jarrett's acting. Oh my god, we have to get out here. We have to win. Oh my god, this might have been one of the worst things I've seen on TV. I mean, this is as far as matches. This is probably one of the worst matches I've seen on TV. There have been worse things. Lashley Sisters was was a worse thing. This is your life segments have been worse things. I mean, I'm not saying any particular Jericho thing has been the worst thing, but just because we keep seeing the same thing, maybe it's. But this was hideous. This this was terrible. This this, this was full on Dungeon of Doom without any of the the campy corny charm. This was god awful. Like the match with Jeff Hardy, and you know Jeff Hardy's there. Leatherface comes out, and Jeff Hardy's got this quizzical look on his face. He probably thought that. Uh, he was having a drunken hallucination uh, again uh, when Leatherface was running to the ring. Mm-hmm. And then he starts chasing Karen Jarrett. I, I don't think that that chainsaw was actively working. I think it was just like not on. No, I, I hope I hope not. No, I, I, I cannot believe that that's the first time that Jeff Hardy's felt like he had to run away from a Leatherface guy with a chainsaw. <laughs> we don't know we don't know what what uh when he's drinking all that uh fireball um what he's coming up with this is so god awful like all of 
AEW Dynamite's been awful lately. I watched this episode uh, two weeks ago, Jeff. And, you know, you've got a mogul embassy in the ring. Who, who is the guy that looks like Tracy Morgan? He's like the, the, the mouthpiece now. <laughs> I, 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 guess I don't do. know. I assume you're going to edit this out. Are you talking about Prince Nana? Yes, him. Okay. He looks like Tracy Morgan. He's like he's like disheveled, and he's like the mouthpiece, and he uh, he's he's an idiot, and 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 everybody's an idiot, and so I found it very distasteful that you know after the weekend where you had the the M- Montgomery uprising, I'm going to call it that, right? You had these six guys. They're mostly black, right? They're mostly black guys. And Brian Cage. And so, okay, you need to distinguish when you're throwing. The, okay, so when you're talking about you talking about the Montgomery Boardwalk uh, dock. Yes. So you're That's saying right. they're mostly black guys, but you're talking about Mogul Embassy. Yes, I'm talking about Mogul Embassy. Oh yes, thank you. Sorry, out of context. Oh. My my bad. So okay. I'm going okay. back Here's to Mogul Embassy. So Prince Mogul Nana is in the ring. Is the manager Pr- Prince yeah, Nana's in the ring. He's a prince and, from Africa, as we know. Sure, sure he is. Swerve, um, African-American. AR Swerve. Fox, African-American. Right. Bishop Khan, African-American. Right. Yes, so four. Brian yes. Cage, n- nothing, because he's a machine. Um, he's <laughs> Wolverine, yes. And, and uh, Taya Leone, uh, Madam Secretary, uh, Samoa. Uh, right. Big Bill, apparently no longer... Big Bill wasn't in this skit. Ancillary, right. He's not part of the group. He just had like a short thing where him and Brian Cage were great for three weeks and then lost to the smallest people possible. So they're in the ring Mm -hmm. and Swerve is putting them over. Hey, we're the baddest group in in all of AEW and Mm -hmm. we've been running roughshod through the, the, the AEW. We're then zero Darby and Allen. 10, but we're, we're, we're like Judgment Day. We run this place. <laughs> right, right, right. And so Darby Allen, not Darby Allen, the other guy. Nick Wayne? No, no, it is Darby Allen. Sorry. No, not Orange Cassidy. I get those two confused. Darby Allen does show up. Darby Allen starts like, hey, you know what? Like, I can kick your ass or some shit like that. And he's like, I come with backup too. And then the lights go out. And then you have an a 60-year-old man in whiteface show up with a bat and beat up these guys. How insensitive after what happened in Montgomery do you have an old man in whiteface beat up these guys? <laughs> and, and no one even took a folding chair to him. Um, okay. He I should have had a folding chair to smack Sting in the face. I swear to God, this was so poorly written. Like, there's six guys mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh-huh. Young guys, youthful, strong, Fuck, Wolverine looks stronger than both Darby Allen and Sting combined. He's never won a match. He's not very good. And 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 they're all like running, like they got limber tail. In, out in of the fairness, Sting did take one of them out. Only one of them out while the lights were out. And and Swerve and Ar Fox never turned around the entire the entire time the lights were out. And afterwards, when Sting was sitting people in the bath, Swerve and Ar Fox were still looking outwards towards the ramp because that's what people do when the lights go out and there's people being hit with baseball bats behind you is that you don't move. Oh my God. It's just, it's so awful. And then you had Moxley in a match 
I forget what the... Oh, he was in a match. It was like a tag team match with Cesaro. Wait, wait. You have to tell me how long you're going to go on about Moxley so I can I know how long you can take a nap for. Oh, my God. This guy... You, he's supposed to... Everybody keeps saying that he's like one of the top five guys in AEW. Right? Because he used to be a champion. Multi. Well, how many times has he been champion? Three times? Two times? Four times? It's hard, it's hard to... It doesn't up. matter. Yeah. So he's he's... In this ring with, um, who was he beating down? Who were they beat? Oh, oh, that's right. They, they're the Lucha Brothers. Okay, so the Lu- so let's let's set, set this straight. So go ahead. Uh, the, the BCC had a match with the best friends. Their opening match was a uh, parking lot brawl where only two members of each were there at the beginning, but Orange Cassidy and Wheelie Yuta showed up towards the end. Uh, and we learn at this time, as this match starts, that Pac was injured again uh, by uh, Claudio, and that the Lucha Brothers have called a rematch on whoever wins this. Uh, and then they start to tell us about the street fight. So the, 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 the rivalry starts, although it, I guess it started a year ago or so, in, in some way, shape, or form, when Wheelie Yuta left the best friends, and now it's culminating with a street fight match, and then the next week they're beating up the Lucha Brothers to, to then again have yet another match against the best friends. Yes, but what I have a problem with is like, the Lucha Brothers look like bums. They uh-huh. never win. Uh-huh. They can't, uh, fuck, Penta can't even goddamn get a win against QT Marshall in Mexico, for Christ's sake. Right, and Claudio stole his mask right after Andrade just got his mask back, like, the Saturday night before on, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, and and the House of Black, who stole Andrade's mask and gave it back, just stole Billy Gunn's boots. I mean, it's like the same storyline, the same gimmick with the same group, and it's, it's like, oh. and, and this is what happens when wrestlers their own stories because they all come up with the same stories and so you have all these repeat things and you and you have this one group doing the same story back but, but yes they do look like bums and what that guy i know you like him opera apprehendes uh what what he's like doing there, I, the hype man he's what, translating he just stands around and gets beat up he's terrible and like haven't they all had visa problems like if he's really needed to be there to help make sure they get to places and understand what's happening uh-huh. like shouldn't his one job to be like his primary job to keep track that they can travel to and fro countries no that's tony khan's job tony khan his job is to pay bills make more bills to pay buy outlandishly expensive music that nobody is interested in um and to do a lot of cocaine <laughs> that's his job yeah good job i don't listen just gave himself I, a raise <clears throat> i'm doing a I great know, job <laughs> i know what john moxley is in into right hey i'm nowhere near the top of the uh, card but you know what let me beat up some mexicans this is so rude you got two bald guys two bald white guys beating up some some mexicans is this what aew is all about so i've got one one a guy in a white face beating up uh black Once guys and then i've got my people that steven pena is 100 colombian that's right si senor I'm without without a doubt. So so I have a problem not only with John Moxley every day, and I am South because, American by uh, by marital it, privilege. By you, you, we can't say injection because that sure that's the opposite. No, the, the transitive property. Right, correct. There we go. By, by transitive property. Math. Our maths are good. That's right. Um, 
Jeff, none of this shit makes sense, and I don't give a I don't give a shit about what's going on. John Moxley, he's in this match with Lucha Brothers. Somebody does I forget if it was Phoenix or Penta does a tope suicida. Then all of a sudden the guy's bleeding. Why? Why? None of these guys sell anything. I mean, and like of all the criticisms of Moxley, I mean the one that is immutably correct and objectively correct is the one that everyone has. He obviously has a bleeding fetish. Like he gets off on on himself bleeding. I mean, if he was a woman, he he would take pills to get a period, not to stop one. I mean, he he yeah. This, it, it's it's insane, and and the anatomy of these feuds is infuriating, and and they did this match only to get back the best fr- friends, of which now the Lucha Brothers is in, and Eddie Kingston has returned. So it's Eddie Kingston, the Lucha Brothers, and I guess all three members of Best Friends, which is six people against the BCC, which are three people, along with I guess three more people, because I mean is. Brian Danielson anywhere near ready to come back? And if so, anarchy in the arena? That seems like a bad idea for a guy who had arm surgery like four weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Pack is injured, or is he just playing along? So he really liked Claudio, even though he left them in the middle of the the whatever the War Games match they were in, Blood and Guts. Is it Pack? Probably not. Like, I mean, proud and powerful would make some sense if they're coming back. They should be back. They both have should have issues with Kingston, even though it was the BCC who theoretically injured Santana. And apparently last we heard they weren't friends with each other, but they are internally listed as proud and powerful again. But that's two people. So who, who's who's the third? Uh, I'll tell you. Goldberg? <laughs> no, it's Jey Uso. Jey Uso is going to be the, the sixth man. Joshua Fatu, you mean? That's right. That's right. Because nobody believes that. Usi Fatu. Uh, Usi Fatu. Usi Fatu is going to st- show up at AEW. <laughs> Jeff, I don't understand. We're going to go into this card in a minute, but no, no one in their right mind. Like, again, I've said this multiple shows leading up to this. It's been months now since we knew about this Wembley Stadium show. They're not selling out this entire... They, they, maybe on paper it looks like they sold out. But the seats... That arena will be half empty. I, I'm almost certain of it because no one in their right mind, no wrestling fan wants to spend six hours watching this dribble. This card is complete trash. The build to MJF Adam Cole. AEW fans want to make this seem like it's Shakespeare, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare. This is more like Shakespeare in the park. We've got a couple of bums trying to pretend to act this is what that is this is not shakespeare in the round before we move on to this rant we need to we need to remind the people that uh with the the death match with the leatherface death mask they introduced a new belt which may or may not be defended again we don't know if this is like the owen belts which is just one thing or if this is actually like an extreme death match new title that's going to be on AEW. At this on the same show, the Jungle Boy or Jack Perry says he's going to retire the FTW belt, which of course is a way to get Taz beat up so the hook comes comes back. But yeah, um, I, I would like to know who who else is going to be in this. But we let, let's let's go through the. Card. No, you wouldn't. No, yeah, you no, wouldn't. no. Let, let's let's go through. Be sure, right? The the okay. There have been some yuck yucks and there have been some funny stuff with Adam Cole and JF, but 
like everything else in wrestling, they overdo it. So they'll they'll give you a, a, a vignette that, that's pretty funny, and then they'll come into the ring and it'll be too much. Uh, so they need to do yeah. one or the other, and they keep doubling down on this. And then Roderick Strong keeps wandering in, and he still has the neck brace, and the kingdom remember that they were with Adam Cole 10 years ago, and all of this stuff. And 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 you know that, that this is going to play into the zero-hour match, and there'll be some sort of kerfuffle around it. And that's the reason why it's going to be on zero hour, to, to sow some more seeds of what's going to happen in the main event. They're obviously not going to give away the turn in the in zero hour. Well, I should say, they obviously shouldn't give it away. They may do it so that people are intrigued and now buy the show, because it took forever to get on traditional pay-per-view, and I have no idea why. I mean, say what you want about AEW, but they generally sell over 100,000 pay-per-views for AEW shows. It's not Ring of Honor, but AEW. Like, so why wouldn't a pay-per-view carrier have wanted to put this on on, a, on what'll be a Saturday afternoon? You know, who? what do they have to lose? Like, nothing. What do they have... Pretty much, I'm sure they have a finite number of streams, but how many pay-per-view events or movies or whatever are, are going on video on demand? So why it took this long to get there? Well, I'll tell you why. I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why I think. I, I think because Tony Khan was trying and hoping beyond hope to convince Warner Brothers Discovery to stream it on Max. I, I mean, I think that's what he was trying to do. And he was going to say to him, you're going to be, you're going to get a million people watching. You're going to be so excited and you're going to want to put, and they're like, no, no, no. It's it's good. Leave us alone. And and he waited as long as he could. And then he called video on demand. He said, "Okay, put it up." Yep, that's exactly what happened. All right, let's go through this card. All right. On the pre-show, Aussie Open, the team of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher versus MJF and Adam Cole. This right. is for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. Now, again, AW fans are so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? lightheaded that they because they can see what's about to happen mm-hmm. they think that they're geniuses right when really it's simpleton booking right um this is where mjf and adam cole have to split up yeah, well they or they have to have a they have to sow a lot of seeds of tension here there's got to be some kerfuffle in here but they can't Again, they shouldn't quite break up here, but it should look like they're going to. But we're not—we're still not sure who's going to turn on who. I mean, that's the reason to stay uh, stay till the main event. Um, but you know, wrestling companies lately, in a lot of ways, haven't been able to keep from shooting their load. But but yeah, the, this is where the kingdom and and Roderick Strong will make themselves known and and cause some problems and whatever it is. But there is no way that Aussie Open are losing those titles and there's mostly because there's no way that MJF and Adam Cole are wasting their time on uh, on Ring of Honor moreover because Ring of Honor is they're no longer taping them separately like every 8 weeks at, at Orlando what was that what was that place called full sale yeah full, they're no longer full sale they're they're taping Ring of Honor before collision um so you think Adam Cole and MJF want to hang out and be bossed around by by CM Punk? Yes, I mean no, correct. Maybe Adam Cole. I don't know. I don't. I don't see Adam Cole having an issue with CM. Bossed Punk. around by Brett. That that is accurate. 
Um, so yeah, so like you said, some kerfuffle will happen here during this match. I guarantee it. And you know, you're going to have Aussie open retain. Right. Um, I don't see MJF and Adam Cole winning this Roddy strong. Jesus. I'm so glad that NXT just let this guy walk because his, his acting is so awful. He's terrible. Comes out. He comes out with this neck brace and it's just so over the top. It's like, it's like indie over the top. It, and, and I know like AEW fans like eat that shit up. It's so fucking hokey. He, he kicks the tire and now he has to ice down his foot. I mean, it's like right. he, he's got no comedic timing. He's got no comedy. He's got no personality. So he can't even be like straight man funny. Like, you know, like when Dean Malenko was the ladies man, that was sort of funny because it was so ridiculous. Not because he was right. funny. He wasn't trying to do slapstick. Um, or Lance Storm, right? Exactly. <laughs> This is this like this just, is slapstick from a guy like Bud Costello did the slapstick. Abbott was the straight man. They they knew their role. I mean, this, this is like a hundred year old formula. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, and yes. Roderick Strong, listen, Roderick Strong has never had any personality whatsoever. Why people think all of a sudden he's going to be charming and funny and you know all he does is come off like a a, a petulant nine year old like yelling after his former best friend. I mean. The one thing, one of the many things MJF that said that rang true and was good is these, he said, Roddy, these psycho ex-girlfriend vibes <laughs> are yes. really killing my buzz or something like that. And that's exactly right. That's what Roddy gives off is, is psycho ex-girlfriend vibes. And, and I know that like he's supposed to, right? Because that's supposed to be like, oh, the, 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 the chink in the armor between, you know, who's your best friend. But it's just so hokey to be in a world title match. Like Cornette is... It, on his podcast, uh, hits the nail on the head every time. Like you, you're the world champion. This shouldn't be your your your, your shtick. Like uh, I don't know, man. It just is well, so if, fucking. If he's, if he's the devil, he's he's dividing to conquer. You know that that's that's what he's doing. Um, I let me also pull the curtain back, as my uh, co-host on other shows, Chris Ams, likes to say, oh. uh, and Penn and Teller. This oh. for those people who love the MJF shtick. First of all, there's no way MJF has never been to an Outback Steakhouse before. Secondly, oh. there's no way that somebody who calls people the poors eats at Outback Steakhouse and thinks that it is the most delicious meal he's ever had. The, the rich have been to the Palm. The rich have been to Morton's. The rich have been to the Capitol Grill. The rich have been to the Prime Rib. I can go on and on. The rich don't go Outback Steakhouse. That's the most delicious meal I've ever had. No, they do not. In fact, I don't even think the poor's say that. So that, <laughs> so that really killed part of MJF's character for for me. Being somebody that's you know so proud of how far my son has come, and you know being from the same part of the world and having the same you know shitty kind of attitude and you know bad upbringing and the same scarf and you know all of that stuff. Ridiculous, just ridiculous. I mean, knowing that Burberry's parent company is Hickey Freeman, you know, important things like that. <laughs> FTR, the tag team champions of AEW versus yeah. the Young Bucks. Right. Now, this is supposed to be the what is it? The third feud, the third match between yeah. the two, the third th- of the trilogy since over the last twenty-seven years. And what is it? FTR won one. The Young Bucks won one. Yeah. Is this the rubber match? Yeah, that's the one. This should have more heat on it, but it doesn't. Yes, it should. And no, it doesn't. And why, Jeff, 
help me help please help me understand because you watch aw more on the regular than i do help me understand why two weeks before this show the biggest show they're supposed to have in the company's history you have what essentially is supposed to be a blood feud in mm-hmm. in shoot in real in real life between these two tag teams and yet FTR is fucking around with CM Punk and the Young Bucks are fucking around with the Hardy Boys where's the build to this match or do they think fuck it they don't need a build because they have history Bingo. That's that's what they think. They think they don't need a bill because they have history and because everybody has been pining for this match for so long. But they haven't because they got it twice. So they were pining for it once. And now the sort of the, the heat is done. And it's also weird because the Bucks have just re-entered the tag division. You know, they got two wins, once against the Hardys, who looked abysmal uh, in, in that tag team. And by the way, the, right. the one good thing about the Leatherface deathmatch is that you know, if anyone didn't need to be in a death match, it's it's problem with pain pills, Jeff Hardy. They really didn't do any crazy spots. So for a death match, it was rather, you know, not very death defined, which is probably all things considered for the best. Um the other thing is it somehow they have not been able to take the off camera, the real life heat, and translate it. Either these guys really like each other so little that it just that that they're they're keeping it so simmered down that it just is tamped down and it's dull or they just don't know how to, they can't act. They, they, they're, they're, they're like afraid if they let it go too much, like the stove pipes will blow up or something like an old cartoon. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's not translating. And it was also done ass backwards, which is common with a lot of AEW feuds where the champions challenged the challengers to a title match who had not yet even earned their way. I mean, even in the fiction of we don't do rankings anymore, I mean, at, at that point, the Bucks had one tag team match back. They beat the Hardys, and they, they beat someone else since. Uh, I can't even remember who it is. It, it might have been Aussie Open. Um, no, it was the Guns. It was, it was, it was the Guns uh, last night. That was, I believe that was their second tag team match back as a win, maybe the third. Um, but, you know, they... The FTR is challenging them, which is not the way it's supposed to be. The Bucks should be challenging them and chasing for it. I mean, that that's where the heat comes from. So there's no heat when the champions challenge, and it, it just it just seems like it's all cocked up. Um, but yeah, it's not very exciting. And and what I'm saying, I don't think is very insightful. It's just they've done a piss poor job of something. If they let it simmer a little bit, and they it's like they have all out a week afterwards, and then they have Grand Slam like three or four weeks later, like they, they could have turned this into a bigger thing. And they, they haven't because they've had, I mean, FTR's main rivals lately have been bullet club, club gold and the gun club. This is sort of coming out of, you know, left field. I mean, we remember that they were rivals, but they've been basically, you know, on peace orders, restraining orders, you know, no contact. Don't be within a hundred feet of each other for like the last 14 months. I think that they're banking on that this is going to be a five star match. And Meltzer's already given it five and a half stars, so it doesn't, yeah. Right, right. He's going to, you know, that he's going to like put these guys over because one, the the young bucks are his buddies. Right. And and he just loves this sort of type of fucking match. And and so, like, they could go shit the fucking bed and it's still going to be five stars. 
right, well, who's going to win? I mean, I'm hoping FTR wins, but I've got a feeling that the Young Bucks are going to end up screwing FTR out of these titles. What who's do you the think? Heel and who's the face? I mean, they're both supposedly faces now. I think if if they're going into this using the shoot angle as as um, the fans, the backdrop, I think the Young Bucks are the heels. But but like where I I don't know if the UK fans are polarized like the US fans. I mean, in the US, in the AEW fandom, there's definitely a schism between you know fans that are team punk and fans that are team elite. Um, and it's affected TV shows and their, and their viewership in strange ways. Um, well, maybe not so strange actually, but I don't know if the UK fans are, I don't know that they're not, I have no idea, but I I don't know that the UK fans are as polarized. I mean, frankly, you know, the, the TV ratings in the UK don't really matter as much for, for the purposes of wrestling fandom and wrestling Twitter arguments and for the money for the companies and things things like that. So yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going on on the shoot heat and that they feel like the fans are going to be polarized. But I don't know that the UK fans are and like you, I'm I'm pretty suspicious as to who who's actually going to show up and if it's not, you know, donations to, you know, anyone they can find on the street because various, you know, ant colonies all controlled by Tony Khan already bought these tickets. Yeah. And I don't and that's a question that we're going to find out, I guess, immediately is what type of fans are there are there? I don't think they're all United Kingdom fans. I think obviously there's a lot of people traveling from the States. How? No one's traveling from the States to go see this. I mean, yeah, I except think for Dave Sanders. I think um, uh, let's dox him. Um, uh, Dave Storm, <laughs> David Storm, the technician. Um, would it be hysterical? Remember that show Space Ghost Goes to Coast? Yeah, we had that the co-host was like a praying mantis cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was uh, that. That's oh who God, all the fans are going to be. They're all going to be the cartoon praying mantises. <laughs> uh, what is his name? Thor- not Zorn. Zorax. Zorax. Like I think it was his name. Yeah, yeah. With witty comebacks, right? They're some all- will have like different colored hair. Some will be wearing hats. My, some will have my- mustaches. I would love it if, like, the entire UK fan base, like, starts turning and they're like, this is awful. This is awful. Well, the UK fans are known awful. for some hooliganism. So so they might I know. Let, them, let them know if, if, if something's bad and there will be things that are better. Anyway, on this, I, I'm going to say that FTR loses the titles. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think I have I think, no idea why, other than I don't think AEW can have their major titles wrapped up only in one television show when there's three TV shows for the time being. If they're smart, I think that they use this as the catapult for the shoot angle, right? I mm-hmm. think you have the Bucks with, let's say, a crooked what's it, Rick Knox. Dave Sanderson. Rick Knox screws FTR with a fast count. Like Nick, they do it. They do like a Nick Patrick type uh, storyline, mm-hmm. right? Where the Young Bucks as the EVPs paid off Knox to fast count FTR. Or Brandon Cutler, they pretend he's a referee. 
And and you know what? Like they, they carry this forward into all out, and then have a have a blow off at uh, uh, what's it called? Grand Slam. The uh, uh, Grand Slam. Thank you. If they're smart, but I don't think that they're going to do that. <laughs> Next match. Women's match, women's championship match in a four-way. It's Hikaru Shida, the champion, versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Britt Baker. Before we get into um, who we think is going to win, Jeff, um, Lufisto, in, in our, our hiatus, and you brought this up a little bit last week, had a lot of comments about the booking of AEW. I uh, I believe Lufisto. Why would she have any reason to lie? Um, I think there is a lot of drama backstage. And so... It's clear there's a lot of drama backstage. Yeah, I think it's it's very clear. I mean, even when they tried to pacify it, you know, we, we had the story about Adam Page, you know, and, and CM Punk, and they said, no, CM Punk texted him to apologize and and that was a misunderstanding and that no one asked adam page to to leave uh and then as soon as as soon as that gets squashed then we hear about nick namath or ryan namath whatever dolph ziegler's brother's name is he had a problem with cm punk and then he's like no no i was just shooting i i, I wasn't shooting. i was working that was just working because i want to increase my standing with the company which is bullshit and, and, and then as soon as that happens, then all of a sudden we hear about a fight that CM Punk had with Jack Perry like six weeks ago, and it comes out. So you, you know that the, the bad girls, and by the bad girls, I mean the young bucks, are like stirring it up. Every, you know, every time it simmers down, they try to uh, stir it right back up again. And, and I'll put Jungle Boy in, in, in the bad, bad girl category as well. Yeah. So you have Sheeta and Anna Jay main event last week's dynamite mm-hmm. terrible match horrible can we back up just a second here to sure to the anatomy of this tournament so you had Sheeta and anna jay announced and then the tournament gets announced so the anna Sheeta match has already been called so they put that in this ridiculous tournament this is a tournament for the, the title that Sheeta holds a tournament to get into the title match for the title that cheetah holds yet she's in the qualifying match but tony storm got a bye and doesn't have to wrestle anyone to get into this match which apparently isn't so much a tournament as qualifying matches to get into a fatal four-way and tony storm got the bye because she invoked her rematch clause which i didn't know they had rematch clauses in aw but that's not what a rematch is. A rematch is that you face the person that you lost before so that you get a crack at, at, at reversing your fortunes in the same match. Not that you get a buy in a tournament to get into a fatal four-way. I think you make perfect sense. I think you would be better off booking continuity for AEW. Didn't they just hire a guy that's supposed to like make sure that the continuity of all this shit makes sense? They keep hiring so many people. <laughs> so many people none of them do anything there's there's only there's only two people who are even trying to 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 book and one is tony khan you know three people and one is jericho making sure he's near the top and cm punk is trying to keep saturdays under control and yeah. i don't like cm well, yeah. punk but he is trying to be a manager he is trying to be a showrunner yeah i love cm punk i, lo- I love everything about him now he's great He's so anti AEW that I'm 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 for him. You're a convert. I'm a convert. Yep, straight without a doubt. 
I'm I'm, I'm so I'm such a convert that I I've quit uh, all vices. You, that's right. You only drink Pepsi, and you have a tramp stamp of Pepsi on your back. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, who do you think is going to win this? Why is it going to be Soraya? <laughs> it's going to be Soraya. Uh, they they. I mean, Sheeta obviously is not going to have a long title reign. They need to get the belt on a face. Um, Soraya needs to win in Wembley, and the only question is, is it, does she turn on Tony Storm so that she can be a face by the time she wins it in, in Wembley? And no, that's not a question. Of course it is. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be so, something with, with, with her and Tony Storm, uh, and, you know, and, and she'll come off it. So yeah, Soraya is going to be the new AEW champion because she's in England, and I'm sure everyone in England loves her. Why do you think that they needed to move this title from Tony Storm to Sheeta? Uh, heel face, and Tony Storm doesn't want to lose to Soraya, who can't fucking wrestle. Oh, you really think that's what it is? Yeah, now listen, maybe they'll keep them in the same faction, and they'll pretend that they're all happy that everyone has the title. It'll be like the Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter story that they never broke them up. Yeah, they'll, they'll get to that point. But yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I'm sure Tony Storm is like, eh, fine. I, you know, I could lose to Sheeta. I respect her. Okay, all right. You think that Tony Storm has enough clout in AEW to like pull that type of weight? I think she's getting there. Really? I think she listen. She's been a good soldier for them, and she's one of the only women who can wrestle a decent match three quarters of the time. Wow. Okay. And and I, I can't I can't argue with can wrestle that. decent matches three quarters of the time or more. Most of them you never see, like Serena Deeb, Mercedes yep. Martinez. Yep. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Well, she's not healthy allegedly. Right. No, she's <laughs> she says she claims that she's really really battling. Um, let's go back to this card. Yeah, I think Soraya wins just for the pop. Yeah, and I and I think that the Bucks have to win just for the pop and to say they did it in front of the biggest crowd in wrestling history. I I, I don't think they're they're little egos. I saw Nick had a big bald spot, like he's got a bald spot the size of mine, uh, you know. So his his ego needs to win those titles at Wembley. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't care if he gives them back at all out a week later in Chicago, um, but they, they need to they need to have those Bucks dollars, those Bucks euros flying around, even though they don't use euros. Yeah. In yep. England. Yep. Yep. Um, next matchup, Darby Allen and Sting in Whiteface versus Mogul Embassy. That's AR Fox and Swerve Strink Strickland with Prince Nana. Sting I just, is I not... just Wikipedia'd mm, go ahead. Prince Nana mm-hmm. because I, I'm not familiar with Prince Nana. Uh-huh. And um, uh, don't tell me Tracy apparently... Morgan came up. He was born. No, he didn't. But there's I a picture. It would, that, maybe, it would be so funny if Tracy Morgan came down with Griff and .com from Thirty Rock. Oh my god, that's exactly what fucking Mogul Embassy should be. That'd be much better. Prince Prince Nana. How old do you think Prince Nana is? I, I would say he's close to fifty. It's very true. He's born in 1979, so forty three, forty four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's that, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. I mean, he he came up around the same time as the the Sami Zayn's and the CM Punks and the Brian Danielsons of the world. 
Nigel Munster. Yeah, I guess. So. Okay. I'm excited. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't care to know him. Okay. Well, you looked him up. You, just like, you do care. Okay. Listen, uh, I'm just going to say Sting is not on pay per view matches to lose. So, yeah, yeah. This is a tag team coffin match. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I really hope that this guy loses another tooth. And by this guy, I mean Sting. Right. Like, oh, he's Joker Sting he again. It's Showtime. Oh, Jesus. This is so ridiculous. When is he going to stop, Jeff? I don't know when he's going to stop, but forget about that because it's Sting, so whatever. Um, Do you think that it'll help if I write a letter to AARP requesting that this guy retire? No, but what we should be paying attention to is that A.R. Fox, who was an absolute nobody a year ago, and for the entirety of his career, like his high point was being in Lucha Underground, basically. Um and that he ran a school that is fairly well regarded. And he's been a jobber for most of the time in AW. And, and now we're, he, he's been booked stronger than Miro and Andrade and Ruth yes, and, yes. and, and any number of other wrestlers who are Lance Archer. I mean, like actual real wrestlers who have personalities and you could build a brand around as opposed to another skinny, flippy indie guy, and he's not even young. So it's like they already have 25 skinny, flippy guys. And then, and then you know, and then probably another 12 skinny, flippy little luchadors on top of that. So it, it's like, it's not like he's bringing anything new and nothing really against A.R. Fox, except why should we believe that, that he's strong? I mean, I think it was Jim Valley saying, you know, that mogul embassy, that's a really intimidating group. Why don't people take them seriously? Well, Jim, it, it's because they, they've lost 90% of the matches that we've seen them before they were a mogul embassy and after. And even their leader, Swerve, has lost 65% of his matches. Why should we think of them as anything? I mean, we just saw Brian Cage lose to Darby Allen one-on-one when Brian Cage is gigantic and he has a manager there. So the gigantic guy with the manager should beat the should beat the face, or there should be some sort of fuck up by the manager and the wrestler where they like bump heads or whatever. No, no, that happens. Just 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 loses clean. Do a do a you know a crucible or a, a roll up that he wasn't expecting. Schoolboy, something like that. I mean, why should we take when we've seen Brian Cage lose to Orange Cassidy? Darby Allen several times. I mean, all these guys lose. The Gates of Agony, they, they won, I think, one match on TV. And some of they still have the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles, which if, all, all that does is show you how devalued those titles are. I mean, Ring of Honor titles are, are worth Jack and, Jack and Squat. Um, squat. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what the question was, but I'm picking the team with Sting on it. The Gates of Agony are like, Huge. Yeah, These guys should be like, they remind me of the powers of pain in in WWE. Like they should be in WWE. You 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 build a tag team division around teams like the Gates of Agony. They're not your jobber teams, right? And it's just this is why I can't take this fucking organization seriously. Because you don't give a honestly group I, I, a manager when their leader can talk. Like Swerve is a better talk yeah, than Sana. Right. You give a group a manager when they can't talk. Right. Right. All of it is fucking ass backwards. Like, I don't know, man. Like, and, and, and a guy like Swerve that can talk and that can actually wrestle in the ring, mm-hmm. you would think 
would be at the top of either Ring of Honor or AEW. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been very critical on this podcast for the 120 some odd episodes that we've been on of how AEW lacks a, a is is in serious deficiency of pushing diverse talent. They bury them all the time. I've heard Scorpio Sky is guy, that guy. Scorpio Sky has been out for over a year with an injury. Comes Who's back, gets back injured filling, again. Comes back, gets injured again. Who's backfilling him? Nobody. Go on. And then, and then you've got you've got uh, who was it? it was before Ar Fox, it was um, this other guy. He was hanging with Cody Rhodes. What was his name? Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson. And Lee Johnson. Oh, he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna be the guy. He's not the guy. Hobbs. Hobbs. He's supposed to be the guy. Where's Hobbs? He, he might as well still be wandering around in Oakland. He's meandering Where, so much. Where's Hobbs on this map? He's, he's on this proselytizing. Card? He's he's got the book of Hobbs. He's trying to convert. Uh, I, I I was saying on the on one of the other shows that I wish he would just quote Hobbs Leviathan, and every time he gives somebody a spine buster, he goes, "Life is brutish, short." <laughs> <laughs> I think Hobbs and like put him together with a guy like like Rusev. Rusev can I'm calling him Rusev. You know why? Because he's probably a lot closer to being Rusev than staying as Miro. Well, they have so, a, they're having a feud now, or they're starting a feud. Whether well, they, it makes they it, whether they get plane tickets to England or not, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is just a fucking mess, man. It's a fucking I mess. Mean, Collision this week, I know, is not live. I know that they're taping it. I think they're taping it tonight. Um, so I guess people from Collision can go, and, and obviously some of them are. I mean, I think CM Punk and, and Samoa Joe is on the card. but So maybe we'll see some interactions. I mean, they're going to have to, in some ways, this is going to have to be sort of like a, a, a super dynamite or, or something like that, because they're going to have to also build for the pay-per-view the next week. I mean, that's a heavy lift after asking people to pay $60 two weekends in a row. Yeah. They went from having like a, a main event that could have been Kenny Omega. And we'll get to this. <sighs> but, yeah, but, I, but, I agree with but you. We, we lost I, your, I think... your thought, but your thought was a good one. We can move on after, but Swerve is also somebody that a promotion can and should build. I mean, WWE dropped the ball with him. AW picked him up. Yes. He he's actually he's actually kept his value despite not being booked very well, which is what a star does. But you you have him so obviously there to lose to people like Sting, Darby, and now Nick Wayne. Nick Nick Wayne in eighteen like an, an even more emaciated, younger, skinnier, oh, right. flippy person who who's green as grass. And you know, and you know, Swerve is basically there to to lose to him. It's fucking ridiculous when man. he should it's be challenging. Ridiculous. Listen, if if Punk and Omega don't want to work together, or Punk, or MJF doesn't want to work with Punk, he feels like he's already done that. Been there, like Swerve should be facing. Even if Punk's title is fake, which is not nearly the story it should be. I mean, you know, people are arguing more about the World's Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Championship in WWE, which are actual real different titles, than they are about Punk and his walking around with the real World's Champion. Like nobody cares, right? Darby, Anna, Darby Allen and Sting are going to win this match. Of course. Next up, the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Takeshita and Bullet Club Gold. Jeff, Kenny Omega mm-hmm. 
rumors when 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 you first had this this all brawl out issue happen, the rumors were CM Punk, Kenny Omega, fill the stadium, book it. Right. We're nowhere near that match because of probably personal differences. Right. And the rumor now was that they were going to book Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at All In. But Danielson got injured. Right. We've seen that before. Then it was me, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay 3, but Will Ospreay works for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they didn't want him to lose two out of three matches, uh, you know, uh, on an AEW show. Right. Or they didn't want, they wanted to keep the third match, the blow off, for Wrestle Kingdom. Right. As they should. And so, Kenny Omega here is dicked out of any type of legitimate match, and he's just hidden away in this throwaway six-man tag. Well, what You couldn't gonna, find anything better for this guy to do? Well, what they might build to, what, what they're probably building to, uh, in short, is Don Callis' new guy against Don Callis' old guy, Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. But Takeshita is nowhere near where he should be to be in a one-on-one feud with Kenny Omega. I mean, they... They 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 built they built him as a young boy on excursion, a young lion, you know, losing most of his matches. And even now that he's turned heel, he still loses most of his matches. And then he hasn't looked strong. He he looks like a chicken shit heel. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like if they were building towards a Kenny Omega Jay White feud, that would at least be interesting and top card enough and marky enough to you know to satisfy some of the markdom and then get away from some of the criticism but the kestra thing just just ain't it but yeah the, the, this match is dopey but if there's a match where there's sacrificial people in there uh one of them's gonna take the pin and that's and that's juice robinson <laughs> i guess so i guess so i mean i don't see the golden elite losing this I don't um, either. I mean, I don't even know if Kota Ibushi really works for AEW. I, I, he's been in one match. He looked terrible in it, and he appeared another time. I I, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, ho- hopefully, he moves. You know, he, he moves better this time. Sixth match: Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, the Best Friends, and Lucha Brothers versus the Blackpool Combat Club which is Jan Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler Yuta, and three other jabronis to be determined. Right. Um, Blackpool Combat Club is winning this. Right, right. We don't even know who half the team is, and still we, we know the BCC is winning this. Um, yeah, you know, just to screw Eddie Kingston some more, which I'm fine with. I mean, but you've so many pin eaters. I mean, you you got Trent Barretta and Chuck Taylor, the both pin eaters. You got Eddie Kingston, right. who's a pin eater. The Lucha Brothers, frankly, are pin eaters. Um, right. The only one who doesn't eat pins is is Orange Cassidy because he's uh, indestructible, even though he keeps breaking his hand every week, but recovering just enough, you know, uh, by the next show. Um, yeah. I, How do you not have like and and Penta versus QT Marshall? And you you don't even build this up so that there's enough interest in who are the other three people yeah like i understand that stadium stampede is 
a draw. But you're handcuffing John Moxley, who's supposed to be a main event guy, Claudio Castagnoli, who is your ROH world champion, right? Is, is it going to be ROH live? Champion? Is it going to be videotaped? Is it going to like? Are they doing it there I don't in think, front of the crowd? I don't know. I don't know. Great question. Um. Like, how are they using the whole stadium if they're gonna if they're gonna have seating in the field? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Wembley's uh, like a soccer stadium, is it? Yeah. So there's there should be lots of ground seating, but stadium stampede is like all throughout the stadium. So unless it's yeah, they're cinematic, gonna... you know, where the people aren't gonna see it live, it makes no sense. I imagine. I imagine that it's just gonna be them, you know pretty much all over the place. All right. Well, maybe we'll know by next week. I mean, the, it's, it's not for nine days or 10 days, whatever it is. But like, <laughs> I don't think we will know there, there the match even, happens. There isn't even really a lot of speculation as to who the other three people joining the, the Blackpool Combat Club is, which is weird. Maybe because it only was announced last night. But <laughs> I mean, talk about Slapdash. I'm going to go with Proud and Powerful as two of them, but I still don't know who the third is. Like Maybe Roosh. Yeah, let's do that. Proud and Powerful and Roosh. Why would Roosh join them? Because he just got re-signed, and he's sort of a brawler. Does he hate the Lucha Brothers that much to 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 join them? Uh, Andrade? Who knows? They'll just say they did. I mean, the the, the person I've seen him fight with. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, I've seen him fight with Moxley at least two or three times and lose every time. You're right. Why would I? Why would I expect anything to make sense? Right. All right. Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho had to find a way to dick himself into this card with with somebody that can carry him. This was a genius move, a political move by Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. Will Ospreay could have matched up with, again, Kenny Omega, Claudio, a plethora of these guys. Would have been a great match. Nope, Chris Jericho. Your thoughts on this match? I think it's mostly straight trash. I mean, you have two guys that, like Chris Jericho, fifteen years ago, like his style, you know, could could his hybrid style of being semi high flyer but mostly a ground game could have meshed mm -hmm. okay with Will Ospreay. Um, there's really not much of a story here. Again, like everything else, they they you know mixed it all together. Like Takeshita would have made more sense against Tris Chris Jericho because he's already on Callus' side. But you know now we're to believe that Will Osprey, who has his own faction, who don't seem to be involved in this, um, you know, is part of the Don Callis family. Of course, we know he's really really not. I don't know. All I'm gonna say is that Chris Jericho was gonna. You know, Osprey was going to lose to Omega. Osprey was going to lose to whoever. Osprey is going to lose to New Face Jericho. You're not going to turn Chris Jericho face to lose to Will Osprey, who doesn't even win for work for your company. Um, though I said that once before, and I ended up being wrong. Will Osprey won a, a match, but uh, I'm going to stick. To, I'm going to call that the exception to the rule. Will Will Osprey loses to Lionheart Painmaker, what uh, whatever version of Chris Jericho this turns out to be. Okay. I think I think Will Ospreay wins. Okay. Chris Jericho's gonna eat this hell. Okay. Um before we talk about MJF versus Adam Cole, there are eight matches here listed on Wikipedia. Again, this is about ten days before 
All In is actually on the air. Do you think that they add any other matches, Jeff? And if they do, what are they? Well, I, I had heard all along that Punk and Joe was, was going to be on there, so I'm going to go with that. And if that's the case, I'm picking Punk to win. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Miro and Hobbs, and if they're doing that, I'm going to pick Miro to win because the QTV gang boobs things up, and then Hobbs pivots to uh, you know Johnny TV for his you know next you know, three-week feud or whatever. Um, I would assume they have to put a TBS title, Chris Statlander, I guess, against someone, um, whether it's a rematch with uh, uh, Mercedes Martinez or something with Diamante, or you could get, you know, you, you could get someone new coming in. You know, you could be... Uh, Macy Estrella, uh, you know, they, oh my God. They, they, they can't resist a, a, a WWE or um, XWWE bring in one that's bitter that all of a sudden everybody thinks is great. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Taya Valkyrie's part in this dance is over. I don't know. But I, I think that the Chris Dadlander run so far has been pretty disappointing. And Willow has managed to get over, so I think they would like to put this title on a heel so that they can put it on Willow and see how that goes, um, which I don't think is the worst idea, though turning Chris Statlander heel would make sense because she acts like a heel. She's a natural heel. She looks like a heel. She acts like a heel. She wrestles like a heel. Um, but um, So uh, I'm going to say Statlander against somebody, uh, and I'm going let's, to let's go with Let's go with let's go with Macy Estrella. Okay. Um, I'm. I think they're gonna. I I like your ads. I think they make sense. Punk versus Joe makes sense. Um, Chris Statlander makes sense. Um, because there's only one women's match, and they got a lot of shit for their failure to book. You know, um, women's matches. Um, but I also think they find a way to squeeze in a casino battle royal. That's flying a lot. It is. But you know what they could do? It is all in. They could find, they could find ways to put Jeff Cobb, who's part of United Empire. He was on, on a pre-show on the zero hour match. You know, so that could, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Tony says, if you find a way to England, Obviously, you're going to work some indie shows. I'm sure there's some Rev Pro shows they can work. Um, and I'll put you in a casino battle royal. Maybe I mean, there could. I mean, listen, there could be. It's a. It's an. The thing that makes the most sense about this at this late date is that it's an easy way to book for all out, which they have no cards pretty much, uh, no matches that's where. So you say, the winner of the men's casino battle royal gets a TNT title shot at all out. The winner of the women's casino battle royal gets a TBS title shot at all out. Yeah. So you, yep. you, 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 cre- you have two matches, you give all you, everybody gets a payday uh, and everyone gets to bask in the glory of the biggest show in history. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and they, and they book two matches for next week two title matches what if keith lee is one of the three members of uh blackpool combat club i you know uh, i mean 
he'd have to turn heel or whatever. I don't know if he's bled with any of these guys before. I know. What if Keith Lee is? The answer is then Keith Lee is one of the three members joining the Blackpool Go- Combat Club. In that. And that, that's the answer. I mean, it, it, it would be stupid, but, the, you know, there. The answer's in the question. Yeah. Jeff, does this look like a card that's going to uh, fill up a 70,000 seat arena? No, the, but they sold most of the tickets before the card was announced. I mean, the, 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 the question now, I mean, aside from the, you know, the question that exists all along is how many of these tickets are real or not. And then the, the second question is, is this a card that's going to sell a lot of pay-per-view buys? And like, I'm more interested in seeing if there's actually people there rather than that. But I know that there's going to be people on Twitter posting photos of it. So I don't need to pay for the show. And meanwhile, it's on a Sunday afternoon, I think, and that, I, you know, that, that's when I record Garden of Doom anyway. So it's like it's, I, I, you know, I, I can't be busy being busying myself watching this nonsense. I agree. Oh, let me. Oh, let me see how many tickets are remaining for this event. But they could put they could put a bunch of matches on on the on zero. Like you, you could have Athena versus somebody for the Ring of Honor champion women's championship i mean who 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 knows what they'll what other kookiness they'll do you know they could have the 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 mogul embassy they could defend their ring of honor you know six men they might have a house of black versus the 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 gun club not the gun club the acclaimed and billy gunn if he's but that that seems to be bringing him back a little bit quickly but you know whatever on on StubHub International, there appears to be about 200 tickets available for this Wembley show. Well, that's nothing. Yeah, I know. I don't. I'm, I'm having a hard time believing this. I know. I mean, but, if listen, if people legitimately bought 83,000 of those tickets, it, it's unbelievable that there's only 200 on the resale market. I agree. I mean, you shit happens to people that they need the money or that they can't make it. I mean, you know, even, right. even if you figure a failure rate of 3% out of 80,000 people, that's, you know, 2,200, there should be 2,200 tickets on the resale ticket. I mean, even that low value is suspicious. Now, the counter argument is, no, this show's in demand. Everybody wants to go. Every, you know, this is going to be standing room only. That's why they keep opening up more sections. Okay, I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what they use. Me, me, uh, oh, meanwhile, what they sell, 4000 to last night's Dynamite? Yes. 3900 the week before? I mean, you know, it, it's great, but if you can't, if you can't, sell more than 4,000 tickets. You can't, you can't fill up 5,000 seats in 15,000 seat arenas for your main show. I mean, big deal. I mean, they haven't, they haven't sold out a pay-per-view in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's a great accomplishment, but it's, it's, it's a weird footnote. Is their, their, their attendance everywhere else is, is going to, while you're looking at whatever you're looking at, uh, Jason Nason yeah. and Brandon Thurston did a show um, recently, and they did a mock AEW investor call. And the one word they didn't mention in 85 minutes of radio was profit. They never, they never said the word profit once. Of course. 
Um, and I think that they were fair, pretty fair. Um, they're pretty fair. They're both, I think, favorably inclined towards AEW, but they were they, they were fairly even-handed, but they never used the word profit once. And in an investor call, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the call, that's really all the investors want to hear about is the profits and the future prospects for profits. I mean, they, so they, they have that, and they, you know, they sort of hedge around the, the the contract, and you know, and and why you know no new money's been announced, and they assuming that the 2024 option has been picked up, and they're you know, and Brandon Thurston, who famously extrapolates that you know AEW was going to get you know a 120 million dollars a year for the two shows, you know, now is like extrapolating that now they're they're in 70 million dollars a year. He's just making it up. He's just making things up now. Which is fine. I make things up too, but I don't have a podcast called WrestleNomics. <laughs> yeah, this is so strange because listen, Brandon Thurston, he's he I can't take him seriously because he's an AEW show. So whatever. These these um oh, StubHub the, has the point I was making is that their their live attendance is down something like nine or ten percent like year over year like all of their metrics are down between like nine and fifteen percent including live attendance you know and tv ratings and and even the demo is 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 down in some occasions wow jeff um i was looking at all out because all out is in the states i i don't know what the top reseller ticket reseller in england is so i I can't really take a look at what are the what's the way is it Ticketmaster out there too i don't think so right i don't know know. why don't you ask uh, the technician so all out i will all out hey governor there's like a jeff there's like ticket availability on stubhub for every single section in this Chicago arena. Right. Well, the lowest ticket price how much of, how is many tickets, $40. How much have they sold? I think they've sold only like 5,000 tickets of, what is that, like a 20,000 seat arena? I think so. I think it's like 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can't tell me that Wembley's like... Right. There's only 200 tickets out. available for resale over Chicago. I I, I get it. It's, it. it's very suspicious. I mean, you, you would think even if... 83,000 people were rabid AEW fans that there'd be some single digit percentage of people who realized they couldn't go or they needed the money for something. Their car broke down, their water heater exploded, they they lost their job, whatever, whatever it is, they needed the money, uh, you know, or couldn't make it. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Here it is. Vivid Seats, I think it is. Viviana Seats? Vivid. I don't know. Let me let me just go to the fucking website. Uh, you A-W go to the website. fucking website. I'm going. I'm going to this website. AW. Yeah. While we're doing this, um, or while you're doing this, I will point out just like something on on media coverage of wrestling. If you can even well, it's media. It's not journalism. But when an AW wrestler contract when they don't get rehired, it says their contract has been non not renewed, and everybody goes along with that. When a WWE wrestler, their contract, uh, it, it, they don't get rehired. It's that their contract expired. <laughs> just the terminology. It's just, the, it's just those little things. I mean, branding is everything. I mean, listen, 
the word Bible literally means book. I mean, that's branding. Talk about <laughs> talk about a trademark working. Yeah. Where do you so? What do you think? What happened with Lacey? Do you think she she got released, or do you think she requested a release? Nothing. Her contract ran out. I mean, I, I listen. I'm sure she wasn't thrilled, but nobody gives up a multi six figure contract. I mean, you can't say they didn't try with her. I, I mean, I think that she tweeted herself, you know, into this by by exercising her First Amendment rights way too much, and she's entitled to think what she wants. But there's also repercussions and she she wasn't getting over she wasn't popular they didn't help her too much with with some of the schlock but i mean they tried they kept doing videos and repackaging and more videos i mean i've never seen anyone get more vignettes and more repackagings in the same amount of time she, she's just not likable but she wasn't even hateable enough as a heel like people didn't want to see her fight they just didn't want to see her at all i you know and then when they brought her back, they, you know, they sort of carry and crossed her. They didn't even book her strong. Uh, they, they booked her weak. Um, they carry and crossed. And they, and they, I mean, I've said this a million times. NXT is an embarrassment of riches in women's talents. They're, they're, they have a whole roster of major league women wasting away in NXT. Not even, there's not even time, time enough for them in NXT. And there's people on the main roster that we never see. I don't know what people think about but we just saw piper neven we never see candace loray not that i love her we never see zaya lee alaya disappeared about a year ago no one no one's seen hide nor hair of the, of her oh yeah where's Aaliyah? i mean you know for, for, for better or for worse you got carmella and alexa bliss you know pregnant and and, and live injured and and ronda's going away so there's some more opportunity but uh, you, you know at some point, Trinity is probably going to come back, you know, and then there's another spot. I mean, you know, uh, Mickey James may be way, making her way back. Who knows? I mean, they, they, you know, Trish, I guess, will have to go away at some point. But there's, there's still, there's still all these people that you barely see on TV, and then, you know, you've you've got like Toxic Attraction. There's always talk of Mandy Rose being brought back. Um, Jade Cargill said she doesn't want to go back to AEW. I mean, I don't know if she wants to be in wrestling again. I don't know what her contract status is or anything like that. But, I mean, she's, I mean, <laughs> she would fit in perfectly well on, on, on WWE screen um, or any oh, screen. without a doubt. Uh, but they already have too many women. So, I, I, you know, if, if you're not well-liked by the fans, if you're not well-liked by management, if they try to invest and invest and invest in you and nothing seems to work, and if your boobs keep falling out of all the the outfits on live TV, uh, making it awkward, um, you know, they're, they're sort of like, you know, we don't need to try that hard with you anymore. We're, we're sort of done with you. So, you know, I don't know if she asked not to be renewed. Maybe no, you know, could, there's no story yet, but obviously they weren't that interested in re-signing her either. Or at all, maybe it was their decision. Who who knows? I I, I mean, I would I would just keep the you know the three hundred thousand dollar a year job or whatever. You know, she got paid to do nothing. Yeah. Now that she's on the free market, and um, uh, there's rumors that um, she ends up on OnlyFans. How quickly do you think Drew Yari uh, signs up for her OnlyFans? I think he's already pre-ordered. Oh, okay. Very. I, I only know I, that because I pre-ordered right before him. <laughs> um let's talk about some uh wwe stuff oscar earlier this week 
um, took to Twitter to to fucking marry stardom. Good. I fucking love it. Good for her. <laughs> she said she's anti Joshi, just like you. That's right. I've always liked Asuka. Uh, you know what? And and stardom is not ready for Asuka, and and now her friend Kyrie's coming back. So oh, there's there's another thing. There's another there's another person coming back into the women's division where there's uh, no room for Lacey. So or, or Macy. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a pretty funny story. And and Asuka, what's she forty forty one now? I mean, like, what motivation does she have to lie? She's got she's got all the money in the world. She's she's set here for life. You know, she's very happy. Yeah, let, let her bury them. I, I I love the how she was like. My, I have friends in Becky and Charlotte. Like, they're the only friends I need right now. Like, I was like, oh, this is so sweet. She's right, and she and she could have a friend in us too. She's absolutely. You're always welcome, uh, Oscar. That's right, Oscar. You have an open invitation here on the Hammerlock Hangover. Oh my God! Let's talk about Charlotte. Charlotte and Andrade broke up. This is great news for me, right? Why you you digging Andrade? What? Are you digging Andrade? No, I I I look like Andrade, right? Uh, uh, Let's just go with yes. Mustache. You. Si se puede. You look. I'm sure there's somebody named Andrade that you look like. So this is real? They broke up? Is this a true story? I don't know. I will, well, we haven't heard any confirmation, but apparently they don't follow each other on social media, so... Nah, I don't know. What the, um, you know... Yeah. Okay. Don't you have, like, a pull at the at the lo- legal office to, to see if they, there's been some, you know, uh, divorce papers filed? Um, no, and I wouldn't even know where to look, and I wouldn't even be that interested in it, but okay, yeah, that, that's interesting. This is not the first time I've heard that, but uh, I, I uh, you know, I don't know what to make of it, and I don't really care. They were sort of what, a weird uh, couple speaking, to begin with. No, they weren't. They were teaching, she, she was, she, he, he was teaching her a lot of, like, uh, Latin culture. Well, maybe that's the, how to maybe speak the Spanish, problem is they finally learned how to speak salsa. each other's languages, and they realized they didn't like each other. Oh my god. So she's taller than him also. Hey, listen, they're all the same size when they're horizontal. And he that's not true. And uh and <laughs> that is true. It's not true in any it's not it's not true in any dimension. It's not true in any way. It does. When you say it like when you you gotta say it really sleazily and it, it's true. No, I mean the only time that's Hey true baby, when, we all we all the same height when we're horizontal. I mean that's only true when you're like Sand or water trapped in a cube. <laughs> no, that's that's a saying. I know You've what never the saying that? is. I'm just saying it's it's a fault. It's it's just factually inaccurate. When you're with Viv, don't you say the same thing? She's taller than you, right? No. Yes. She, yes, she is. Now we're horizontal. <laughs> there you go. See, I knew you were you were you were down. Yeah, with she's it. taller than me horizontal too because she's got. Boobies and a, and a and a pow booty. Oh my gosh! What am I? What am I looking for? Now, then again, I I have been seven months pregnant for twenty years. So, <laughs> I I heard about these. Uh, there's been a recent slew of depends if we're hoisting uh, the mainsail, you know. For, <laughs> I do know. Hey, I've been listening to um, Jim Cornette talk about frivolous WWE love suits. Um, you're a lawyer. True. When you see that there are lawsuits and the complaints are written in hand by hand, uh-huh. 
Do, what do you think of those? I mean, context is key, <laughs> but, but any time it's written in hand and it's in federal court or large claims court, um, I, I know that my job is not going to be that difficult. Um, I'm trying to, there was one that he was talking about with some guy named Dwayne. All right, well, well, you're thinking about that. The other notable XWW free agent who may not be a free agent any longer is Enzo Amore, who is now, or Enzo, or the real one, whatever he calls himself. But he's going to be working with New Japan. I'm not sure if it's New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan or if it's New Japan Strong here in the U.S., but it looks that that's where it looks like Enzo is going to be. We didn't even mention the new United States champion, Rey Mysterio, in a head-scratching, and meaningless and silly move for no particular reason. And all it does is, is solidify the, oh, Vince is gone. They hate theory. Chorus. <laughs> oh, what, what did you think about that? Rey Mysterio um, becomes the U.S. champion. What did you think terrible. about that? I thought it was stupid. I mean, the, the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing where he got legitimately injured in a match, but it mm-hmm. leaked out that Santos was supposed to win clean anyway. To have Santos lose the match or, or not be able to go into the match only for Ray to win. It, yeah, for Santos to lose and then Ray to win just makes no sense. I mean, why not just have Ray win the tournament and, and win the belt in the first place? But, I mean, why do you have your 26-year-old who, you know, listen, is he as over as Cody or LA Knight? No, not even close. Does he get any reaction that people want? No, he is not. But he's still one of your 26-year-old bright spots, and he's got 10 years if you want him to to get over. Why do you have him lose to a 47-year-old? That it, it doesn't matter what he does. And by the way, Ray, Ray ain't, you know, it's not like he's lighting up. It's not like he can work a full schedule. I just don't understand it. At least give it to Santos to see if he can get a little bit of heat you know, with the LWO and the title. I mean, you know, you know, saying that the Latino world order has, has now finally taken over the United States too. Uh, you know, when he's in, when he's in Texas and Arizona and California say, Hey, we took Mexico, we took our land back. You know, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just, I just thought it, it makes no sense to me. Ray doesn't need any more accolades. I mean, if you're going to do a title change out of nowhere, at least like give it to somebody new that, that it can be interesting to talk about. This isn't even interesting. People aren't even talking about it. It's just like, it's just like the U.S. championship. Okay. It's like the 24-7, whatever. Don't, but don't you think that it's leading to a Santos push anyway? I mean, Everything is kind of setting up where Santos is turning heel. In my eyes, I see this is where it's going. Maybe. The other place it could be leading is that you have a Mysterio that has the North American Championship, and you have a Mysterio that has the U.S. Championship. Oh, and then they're going to take over all the Americas. Mysterios across America. It's going to be the new faction. versus Mysterio. Mysterio versus Mysterio. Time, title versus title. Really? I don't think so. I don't know. Dom is doing his own thing. I think they're planting the seeds that Santos is going to turn on Ray. Dom, and Ray course. is an uber baby face. But he can turn on... You he saw can, how he can, over... He can turn on Ray to join Dominic. 
I don't think he's going to join Dominic because Dominic is already in, doing his own I thing. I know, with, but that, that with, thing is about to implode. And Dominic, Dominic needs no. Yeah, the, the, the priest and Finn are about to go at it. They got JD McDonough in there, who's a who's a, who's a gimmick killer anyway. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's he's a he's he's a fire extinguisher towards heat. So, uh, I mean, there's there's another bad idea. But um, yeah, that 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 that's going to happen. And and at some point, Rhea is going to have to be the champion, and 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 she can't be the one to keep heat on Dominic. So Dominic needs to be mm-hmm. against his father again. And if Santos yeah, no, turns heel so. and he he has his little he's part of this faction of, of bad guys against against super goody good Ray, you know, that, that can extend his heat for another nine months. I think that they're gonna try and capitalize Dom, the Dom and Ray storyline generated so much heat for Dom. That they're going to try and run it back with the face Rey Mysterio to put over Santos. They're not going to get anywhere near as close as the Dom Heat. No, but they're going to try. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they just all of a sudden became friends like six months ago. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, yeah, but they're it's, best friends. Big difference between your son. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only uh, thing I'm looking for frivolous lawsuits against the WWE and the RocketCon lawsuit's the only one that comes up. There's another one. Oh, well, the, the MLW suit can't possibly be considered uh, frivolous. Though frivolous. something happened in that this week. I, I don't remember what it, exactly what it was, but I, I do believe that, that somebody asked for the financial records from from some non-party. So it started, and and I know they filed some opposition, like a, which is what I said was going to happen. That they're going to be there's going to be all sorts of disclosures for information on financials, and there's going to be protective orders and shit like that up the wazoo, and it, it's it's going to be wonderful. But um, yeah, that 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 suit plus I. I, I heard. I, I know what suit you're talking about. Also, I forgot all about because it really was ludicrous. It's it, it, it's basically an insane person who who filed suits against WWE. <laughs> I think he filed against AEW as well. Um, he he did he did so. so this guy wrote the the, the lawsuit in in hand right. and like misspelled a bunch of stuff, and so he was claiming that he came up with Bullet Club, and therefore. Um, WWE and AW owe him money. What? Because right. because WWE doesn't use Bullet Club, and New Japan Pro Wrestling owns the U.S. trademark for Bullet Club, as well as I'm sure the Japanese trademark for it as well, and probably a number of other countries as well, probably Australia, New Zealand, etc. Um, so that's an awesome suit. It's also really time. I love it. It's time. I mean, like, like Bullet Bullet Clubs, you know, had broken up by the fifteenth time before this statute of limitations ran ran out. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's see. We talked about Oscar. Oh, I we I need to talk about my my new favorite, my new muse on on WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Lana when she was on. Sure. Uh, Dave's favorite wrestler was Lana. That's right. Um, I'll give you one guess as to who has now taken over Lana's spot in WWE. Is it WWE main roster? 
Yes. Okay. She's very, she's very, uh, she's very, uh, close, close. She's good. But she's, she's, she's now like, I, I know Lana it's not Scarlet adjacent. Bordeaux because just so spite you wouldn't like her. No, that's, she's, she's hot, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, Chelsea Green. Is I was going to go with Tiffany Stratton, but she's in NXT. Who's Lana adjacent right now? Oh, on- Maxine Dupree. Ah, there we go, Max. Good job. I knew you'd get yeah. it. Maxine Dupree. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God. No, she's good. She's she's been Let's... killing it. She's 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 been good. She she put life in the Lifeless Alpha Academy for about as long as she could. Oh, tell me about it. She she is uh can't wrestle, but that doesn't stop her from trying. I... Just like Lana. No. And. You know, listen, the, the, you can feel the, the heat between, and, and when I talk about heat, I'm not talking about heel heat. I'm talking about sexual heat between her and Otis. <laughs> There's a lot of tension going on there. Yeah, yeah. Just like Mandy and Otis. That's right. He has a track record. I, what, are you, what are your thoughts about this angle with uh, Ludwig Kaiser trying to, uh, um, uh, what is it, um, convert? The young Maxine Dupree over to uh, the Third Reich. I mean, uh, the the Imperium. <laughs> um, what are my thoughts on it? It's a wrestling star. I, th- I think it, I think it's fine. I mean, and I don't know Alpha Academy. You know, like I said, she injected life into them for a while, but it's sort of already dying down. So, yeah, th- th- this this could be a new something, and if people want to believe that Chad Gable has a chance against Gunther, that's fine. He doesn't, but that that's fine. At least not until after uh, until after Gunther breaks Honky Tonk's record. Anyway, I mean, at that point, then why not? Yeah, I love the idea that this man can lift up Gunther. Gunther's so trash. Yeah, I mean, I can't stand Gunther. I don't know. I just, I mean, I agree. I, so the I don't know was was the wrong choice of words, but. To be an Olympic heavyweight wrestler, I mean, you're going to be freakishly strong. I mean, you're going to be much stronger than your size. Yes. 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 That's him. Do you think Maxine Dupree eventually turns on the uh, Alpha Academy? I hope so. I mean, she's got it, right? I mean, what's the whole point of being part of a team? You know, listen, unless you're the Rock and Roll Express or the Road Warriors, and even they, you know, know, did breakups at times, um, you know, teams break up and then they get back together and they break up and they get back together. I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's fine. That's, that's the life of, of, a, of a valet. She's going to break poor Otis's heart again. That's fine. And then, and then he can blame coach on it and he can turn heel too. Remember when Mandy, Ro- Mandy Rose was uh, supposedly like uh, meeting up with uh, Dolph Ziggler uh-huh. and Dolph Ziggler was, I love that story. Well, I mean, Dolph Th- Ziggler has always been creeping up on people, uh, you know. And and I remember you identified that the real fly in the ointment there was Tucker. Uh, always. And look, was I wrong? No, you were nope. Right. Um. Okay. Do you think that uh, Nia Jax is making a return, or uh, maybe she's all all in, all out? I think she will. No, Nia I don't think she's going to be in. Uh, I think she is going to come back. I think um, Charlotte's got a lot of sway. And I think, you know, 
the only thing that, that, that I hesitate about is, you know, the thing that set Nia apart was that she was the big woman. Right. And, you know, Piper is that big woman. I, I, I look forward to your thoughts on how she um, conned <laughs> Chelsea Green into being the tag team champion. I loved it. It's probably the most entertaining thing that I've ever seen Piper Niven do well, I thought, I thought in her that, entire WWE run. I agree with that. I just think that when they've basically been semi-consistent in stripping the tag team titles when there's been an injured member of the women's team to all of a sudden, you know, I like Chelsea came up with something pretty funny, like to do auditions. And yes. like, that's a story that could have had legs. Like they could have done that for three or four weeks. It didn't even have to be on Raw, though. God, God forbid they should put something on. They have seven hours of television to fill. Because remember, these women tag team titles are across all the brands. So they mm-hmm. like she could have had segments on all the shows. But if they didn't want to do that, God forbid they actually put on the seven hours of of, of primetime television they could do youtube bits and show it you know do it on youtube and just show the highlights on raw whatever of her auditions and could be comedic genius and you can edit it and and whatever and and, you know give some other women talent some time to shine but instead they shoot their load in one segment where piper niven comes out of nowhere punches katana uh, carter or katana yeah katana chance uh in the jaw and says, I'm your tag mm-hmm. team partner right there while Adam Pierce is saying, No, you don't get to do auditions. And then she and, and he just lets them walk away with the with the titles. I mean, the same Adam Pierce who who stripped other teams of titles. And I mean, it, it's like not even internally consistent with your own rules on your own show. With I mean it it so while that was fine and, and I don't mind Piper in this, I mean, I, I'm glad to see her back, and she's a much better big woman wrestler than Nia Jax ever was and ever will be. Um, and I don't care how much weight Nia's lost because the only thing that made her interesting was her size. Um, now the only thing that makes her interesting at all is that she's related to Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, so whatever. It, it, it's stupid. I think it's stupid. I don't, it's, it's, it's stupid than Raven Mysterio winning the U.S. title. I'll just put it that way. But it's not Leatherface, stupid Jeff. It's not. Oh, by the way, the the AW house shows, they're they're done, and good. Apparently, the the reason for it, other than they weren't very successful, um, was because like a lot of the the, the major stars, are like yeah, we don't we don't want to work on those shows too. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to work there because they're not selling any fucking tickets. Well, it's doing one it. of those, you know chicken or egg things i mean is they not signed tickets because nobody's there or either way that that that's that's the story that's coming out but whatever it was nobody nobody was going to those shows anyway and it's not like they were getting it's not like it was all the the young wrestlers were getting all these reps so it was sort of no point in doing it um so jeff jarrett strikes twice with the the house show idea and Leatherface. i mean they're they're advertising for a video game, so in some way, shape, or form, they're competing with their own video game, which apparently didn't do very well. Like it was never in the top ten or anything, and it was the reviews for it were rather middling. Which, if you take into account the rabid and rather biased AEW fandom, they probably gave it wonderful reviews. That the actual reviews ends up being middling probably means it's a really lousy game, and like nobody's talking about it any longer. So. 
it, nope, there might not even be a, a, a follow-up game. They may have to just you know do back. Everybody's back to playing 2K23. Right. But that was the hey going back to going back to Chelsea Green oh, right. and uh, Piper Niven. I don't think that the the the. I don't think the tryouts thing is over yet. I think I can see them carrying forward with the tryouts on SmackDown and Raw and SmackDown again. Um, I don't know. I, and, I think and, it's over. And, you know, I don't know, man. I feel like they could get a lot of... Co- they, obviously, this is set up as comedy, right? It's the odd couple tag team, just like Sonya and her were supposed to be. Like, Sonya's a straight man. And 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 Chelsea Green is supposed to be the 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 goofy one, and and obviously they're going with the same thing with Piper. Um, I think it is really funny that um, she's like, um, "No, I'm your tag team partner now." That's exactly how Matt Cardona uh, became her boyfriend. He's like, "I'm your boyfriend now," and she's like, "Excuse me." It's exactly what he did. Uh, that's why he's the indie god. Well, there's yeah, well, okay, terrific. I I like that. I like. Um, so yeah, I like Piper, man. I, I actually like Piper for the first time in what was it six years that she's been there. So it's been that long. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I think it was, done, but I, I don't think that the audition thing is going on. I mean, I think they are this lazy. I think, I think it's over. I mean, this, this is one of two. Like, this is one of two things on Raw that sort of infuriated. Like, I thought Raw this week was terrible. I mean, it was mostly dull. It was like, and it was like. Judgment Day every friggin' segment, and they're not that interesting. But they're a draw. Like the Chelsea Green thing, they're a draw for NXT. The Chelsea Green thing, like they could have made that throughout the show, and and like I said, they could have extended for weeks. Then the other thing was Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre. So they have one segment where Matt Riddle asks him to be his tag team partner. Drew is basically like maybe. Then we come back from commercial. The Viking Raiders are in the ring. Matt Riddle comes in the ring. And then there's two seconds of anticipation and Drew McIntyre's music. Like, they could have had shtick all through the night of Matt Riddle asking other people. And you could have had, like, Tozawa and R-Truth, like, hiding in garbage cans, like like they're still trying to find the the 24-7 title. You could have had him looking, uh, going to MVP, going, hey, I'd like to do some business with you. And then, you know, the camera pans up and almost is just giving him an angry scowl and he goes, Whoa, mm-hmm. bro, and backs away. He could have found Elias tuning his guitar and say, Hey, man, we used to be the Bongo Bros. You want to? And Elias is like, Hey, man, no, no, I'm, I've been working on another song right now. I don't have time to wrestle these days, you know, playing on the fact. No, I mean, they could have yeah. done like a whole shtick all night long. Um, yeah. Instead, they shot their load in, in one commercial. I'm, and like, I don't like Riddle, I don't find him interesting. He was good with Randy Orton. He was good with Pete Dunne, and he was good in that match with Timothy Thatcher in the Lion Cage or whatever they call it, the Lion's Pit. Aside from that, he's like fight he's pit. a grown. He, he he keeps getting skinnier. His shorts keeps getting tighter and smaller. His dick keeps getting smaller. His outside life oh is God. weirder. I, 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 like, I like no interest in this guy. I mean, if you're going to wear those tight, tight pants, you better be hung like a fucking mule. Uh, I, I don't know. There's nothing and nothing. No story, no build, no dramatic, no long wait time. No, the Viking Raiders are beating him down for six or seven minutes, and Drew McIntyre's in the back, like feeling bad and finally going at it. I mean, nothing. Like, you have three hours to fill, and you came up with these weak ass stories that you could at least extend throughout the night, if not longer, and you didn't even do that. 
You know why th- that that didn't happen? You brought up great storylines, by the way. Because Vince isn't booking anymore. Whatever. This is probably Vince Vince would stuff totally to, to, to jerk him off, himself off right away. No, Vince would actually love all of that stuff that you t- you you pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should you you should try to get a job with Vince. Well, speaking of Vince um, and jerking it, uh, Tammy Sitch pled no contest to six counts. Uh, it's part of a plea deal. She's facing a maximum of twenty five years. I imagine there's already recommendations from the prosecutor that the defense attorney has agreed to. The judge doesn't have to go along with it, but they probably have some indication the judge will. And the victims' families uh, have agreed to it because uh, there is a there is a victims' right statute, I think, in, in Florida. But anyway, when when there's a death in one of these cases, they usually have to agree to it as well. Otherwise, it's horrible publicity, especially with a semi-celebrity. Um, so that's you remember how hot she she was, and do you remember how like. That was 25 years ago, 27 years ago. Shawn Michaels, what fall from fucking grace? Like, Shawn Michaels used to be like the, the, the boy toy, right? Mm-hmm. Now he can't fucking see straight and he's balding and, and it, you know, it looks horrible. He looks worse than Jose Lotharia. <laughs> yeah. And she, oh my God, she, oh. She looks like she ate Shawn Michaels. So what is going, like, what happened to those two? Like, if this was a high school reunion, you'd want tickets to go to your high school reunion just to be like, I want to see the king and queen of of the prom 25 years ago look like a a bunch of slobs. Yeah, well, listen, time isn't friendly to many of us. Uh, Some people have lived harder lives than others. Tammy has lived a really <laughs> rough life. Shawn Michaels has too, though, you know. Yeah, I mean, Father Time is not kind to everyone. Is <laughs> Father Time is undefeated. Father Time is undefeated. And uh, except with Angela Bassett um, and Halle Barry oh, and Selma true. Hayek. I mean, there's Angelina Jolie. There's a, there's, a, there's a few that seem to be holding their own. But yeah, Father Time is ultimately undefeated. Yes. But yeah. Uh, Sean and Tammy, I think, whatever Selma, Hallie, and Angela Bassett are keeping, whatever extra life force, whatever extra adrenochrome they got, it's because Sean and Tammy lost that much more. That So they aged an extra 25 years for the 25 years those three wow. women have not aged. Um, in some other news, WWE Endeavor merger is set to close and finish by the end of September. Um, I know everybody was hoping all sorts of things would distract it and, and derail it. And no, the market's already baked it in. They're, they're, they ain't worried about you. They're, they're worried about synergies. They're worried about laying off 200 staff people. They're worried about, uh, you know, d- doing pay-per-views on Friday and Saturday nights in the same arena in the same city with joint promotion. They're, they're, they're worried about getting TV deals and shows in China. They, 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 they're not worried about MLWs suit where they where they can't show that they made a profit you know over the last 15 years let alone the last five um yep also on the report i made about the aw tv deal so i reached out to my source because um you know nothing's gone public 
And the absence of any news from WB Discovery or Tony Khan, who likes to spout about whenever anything goes well for his company at all, he does, you know, sort of supports it. So still not ready to go public, but he said, yes, collision time is still is being paid for. They stand by that. Um, but that the three year, 85 million, that that is still part of negotiations. That's what's on the table. It is not finalized. They're still trying to talk about streaming. Ring of Honor is still on the table, but they're, they're still talking. And it seems to me that all in, all out is part of the reason why nothing's been inked yet, because Warner Brothers Discovery had that they want a pay-per-view a month concept because they want AEW to make mm-hmm. more money and, and maybe it was to see if it would be something that would be good for Max. And I think they want to see how many people buy those shows on pay-per-view uh, and to, to factor into their decision. So they stand by the story, but not the completeness of it. I know that sounds like goalpost moving. It is, but I'm just reporting. Um, and my source did say that his source would go public when he or she could. Wow. Well, that's some news. Um, so something here about the all-in. There's been something from Ticketmaster about uh, Wembley Stadium. There's been a slight change to your event. It's not a huge change. <laughs> Never mind. No, go ahead. Read it. Read it no, all. No, I'm not. Read it all. It's a, it's a meme. It's a meme. Yeah. No. It's a meme. It's a meme. Go ahead. You can. I'm not. I'm it, not doing it. But there is a real. There is a real one where they're they change the time that they're opening the doors. Uh, they're opening the doors at three o'clock, uh, which is ten o'clock Eastern. Um, so for those who want to watch it in the week from Saturday, uh, it's Sunday, I guess. Whatever the twenty seventh, and the, the zero hour starts at five o'clock London time. That is noon. East Coast, United States. And I assume that Zero Hour will be on YouTube like it typically has been. Yep. Um, the only other item I have here that to, to talk about besides ratings is, you know, Edge said that this match with Sheamus is his last match under WWE contract. Do you believe this for a second? I don't, but... Um, I was reminded that I guess a year ago, the last time they were in, were they, were they this Thursday? I think this Friday, I think they're in um, Toronto mm-hmm. or, I, and he's from Toronto. And the last time he was in Toronto, he's like, I'm next year will be my last year. And my last match will be here. And so maybe, maybe there is some validity to it. I don't think so. Yeah, I just it's it's rather underwhelming. Like I, 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 I would have imagined that if Edge was going out, he'd go out putting somebody over, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least feed his L to somebody else, like Lashley, right? Or or somebody else, but not not in a throwaway match with Sheamus. Yeah, no, I I don't think that this is. Uh... I don't think for a second this is his last match. It may be his last match under this WWE contract, but I'm sure that they're going to announce a new contract, whether it's one year or two year or whatever, or, you know, like a, like a part-time contract. But uh, 
I just his, his his last match was not on SmackDown against Sheamus, even though it's in Toronto for you know basically for nothing, just because they haven't faced each other. So and and because they both suffered from spinal stenosis and you know made comebacks. So I'm I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with no. It's it's just to to pop ratings. Speaking of ratings, yep. So Collision two weeks ago when it was up against SmackDown had four hundred and seventeen thousand. SummerSlam. Uh, right, I'm right. Sorry, SummerSlam. That's right. So it it it, it lost basically three hundred thousand viewers from the prior week, but this past Saturday, when it was not against SummerSlam or really anything of any particular note, only did four hundred seventy six thousand. Um, yeah, which is really bad. Those are Rampage numbers, except Rampage is slower than that. Raw two weeks ago did one point eight 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 million up. 130,000 from the week before, but this prior week down to 1.757, which is down, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever that number is. I think it's 89,000. NXT a couple weeks ago, 776,000, which was up 59,000. This past week down to 680,000, down 96,000, but still pretty good numbers for NXT. And they're going to have the Heat Wave card. We didn't really talk about that, but I mean, it's NXT. Um, Dynamite two weeks ago, 846,000, which was down 48,000 um, after the blood and guts uh, week, I think. And then uh, this past week, 874,000, up 28,000, but uh, they haven't hit a million in a while. SmackDown this past week, 2.1 million. It was down about 200,000. This is a little bit skewed because there were preseason NFL games on Fox affiliates in eight cities and actually uh which is potentially 16 markets um so for instance the washington commanders were on friday night but baltimore is considered part of the washington tv market though i'm not sure they were in the ravens play that washington is considered part of the, the baltimore tv market anyway so washington and baltimore were both uh you know the smackdown was on at like midnight or whatever anyway um rampage friday night 398,000, which was down 36,000 from the week before. So both Collision and Rampage went down. Impact, uh, a couple weeks back, uh, August 3rd, did 121,000. And uh, God, I can't remember my writing. And then the last week, basically the same, about I think 126,000. New Japan, the last two weeks, 53,000, 55,000. NWA, the last four weeks. Most recent show, 26,000. A week ago, 48,000. Two weeks ago, 34,000. And four weeks ago, up to 40,000. So it's really sort of all over the place, but not very good. MLW, it aired at the time I took the notes. It had only been aired for an hour. 2,100 people had watched it at that point. Uh, From eight days ago, 22,000. From 14 or 15 days ago, that show up to 27,000. And so I went one week further. Um, and so that would be, you know, just under four weeks ago or just over three weeks ago. And that one is only up to 22,000. So MLW, I mean, their, their, their case for the suit keeps going down and down and down with their own dysfunction. Um, we don't have number. I was hoping to have some numbers from Peacock on SummerSlam. We didn't have any. Um, they gave us financials, but they didn't give us any uh, viewership. Uh, the Dark Side of the Ring, the the season finale with Marty Jannetty, only did 115,000. And they were soliciting, hey, what topics do you want us to see next year? I just said, I said, 
Guys, this show has run its course. Why don't you pull the plug on it for like three to five years and start over? Or why don't you maybe do right side of the ring for one season? Because, you know, we're sort of tired of seeing the same thing every week. Um, But anyway, uh, Marty Jannetty. Right. can't even can he confess to murdering to fake murdering someone and he can't he can't draw more than 115,000 so it turns out that all those years ago Vince was right Sean was the draw and Marty was a zero <laughs> <laughs> what would you book on bright side of the ring I mean John Cena uh, like maybe the, the the rocks career Batista um Ron Simmons. I mean, I'm sure there's got, there's got to be some rags to riches. What about Darby Allen, who was living in his car? I mean, there there are there are things there. How about the you okay. know people overcoming injuries? Seamus and Edge overcoming injuries to to come back. Uh, you know, there's, there's things. You, there's, there's, there's there's people who've made money in this business and and lived you know decent lives. But WWE isn't going to give those guys those stories. Why? They'd rather you hear about all the people who came through their ranks, made it to WrestleMania, and died young from drug overdoses. They're happier with they don't the give Dino them that, Bravo, Junkyard Dog, just... and Bam Bam Bigelow stories. No, but if they're going to run any you know fluff pieces or stories like that, they just put it on A and E. What what channel is Dark Side of the Ring on? Vice. Yeah. All right. Well, they they they, they can. Whatever. I, anyway, I, there's no there's nothing new that I want to see on Vice. Okay. Until you see Dark Side of the Ring, a seven part miniseries on Tammy Lynn Sitch. Oh God. I mean, the whole season. Just do the whole season on Tammy Lynn. Didn't they already do one on Tammy? Yeah, but th- there's so much more to tell. There's, <laughs> okay. there's so much more. I don't know. All right, Steve. Why don't, why don't you do the pluggy pluggies or take us home or something? All right. Well, um, you know, um, as usual, if you guys are interested in conversing with us, you can send us. Uh, oh, see, I wanted to open up an email, and now my phone died, and now I can't open up an email. Like you can't plug it we in. Actually, we like actually in your in that room that has electronics. No, I don't. No, I don't have. I was looking for the cord, but I don't have it here. So lame. Um, we actually had an email uh, from uh, from our, our good old buddy. Don't say we actually had an email. Act like we get them all the time. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. We get them. The mailbag. Right. Sorry, it gets so full that I forget. Right. Thank you. So it's <laughs> we we uh, so there's so many uh, so ma- so much mail. So that, much mail. You know, but the, but I can recall one mm-hmm. of them being really good and uh i wanted to read that out loud but i just don't have it with me so next time sorry to keep you hanging folks but it's gonna be another week (laughs) yeah no no we're gonna keep it all so awkward um yeah so yeah if you want to send us an email and uh we'll we'll forget bring up your topic bring up your question die end quote (laughs) we'll forget we'll forget about your mailbag question on a computer recording a podcast he can't possibly find a way to charge his phone <laughs> or access his emails Such a jerk. Yeah, that's right I, I i've got no no utilities no resources nothing left um hammerlock hammerlock hangover at gmail.com is the email address to send it to um 
And uh, yeah, send us an email or there. Twitter. You can also reach us online or Twitter. Hammerlock HO. Thread. I really should. We're on, no, we're not on Threads. Threads sucks. No, we're there. Have you been yeah. there? What kind of threads uh, do you do you run over there? Do you shit on the Mario movie there too? No, yeah, I, I basically just read posts from George Takai. <laughs> you really shit on the Mario movie. Like, what what did you expect from the Mario movie? Well, people were telling me that it was awesome, so I was expecting it to be like, like maybe like The Incredibles or Up, you know, so, so somewhere like. Like, I knew it would be a kid's movie, but I thought it would be a kid's movie that, like, you can enjoy Ice Age. You know, so, so something around, like, in, in the, that range, like, of the Toy Story thing, that an adult could enjoy it, but it was mostly for kids. No, this was only for kids. This, this, this was a stupid movie. This was, this was a stupid kid movie. Oh and it was adults telling me it was awesome. And everyone's like, so many of us grew up playing Super Mario Bros. You got older, but you didn't grow up. <laughs> Listen. I, I grew up watching wow. the Power Rangers. I ain't watching any Power Rangers now or Power Rangers movies. I have no interest in seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. See, that's the thing. That is the weird thing. Something happened like two like two generations after mine. Like I'm Generation X. Whatever happened after me was Millennials. Like after Millennial, or maybe it's even Millennial. Like those folks, like they didn't grow up. They still like as adults want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like in their 30s and 40s. Like in the 90s. When I was, uh, like, in my 20s, I saw that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, too, in my 20s. But, like, now, like, I've never gone back and watched it. I never watched the reboot. I, I didn't care that, that Kevin Nash and Seamus were in one of it. Didn't watch it. Like, the, this, this show Sweet Tooth that Samoa Joe is a body actor in, it's like, I tried. I watched two episodes in 15 minutes. I'm just like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Mm. And I was like, it's really you don't enjoy it. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> you know what movie uh what show i, I like now I, I got into on peacock was uh this poker face with Natasha it, it, it gets repetitive like you can't watch it like you really should watch it like once a week or once every two weeks because i mean it's like columbo with with the but yeah it's good and also the 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 um craig robinson show that the season two is coming out Killing it, like that was a funny show, and now there's season two. I think just dropped today. Um, oh, yeah, that's okay. Peacock's had a few shows. There's a, there was a show called Mrs. Davis. I don't know if I would call it good or not, but it was brilliant <laughs> and cre- it was the most original TV show I've ever seen. So you don't know if it's good, but it's brilliant. I, I think I think that everybody should watch it. Um, it's just really, really creative, original, and different, and it's pretty well done as well. You know, if if uh, taking your 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 synopsis of it, everybody should watch it. Like, I feel like they also said the same thing about the Zapruder film. Well, everyone should watch the Zapruder film, but this is this is for very different. But it's not good. It's not good. But everybody no, should this, watch it's, it. It's different. I, I mean, I think. First of all, I think that, listen, the way I hate things, if I say you should watch something, you probably should. Um, it, it's just a very different, you've, you've not seen anything like it before. Yep. Okay. Well, very good. <laughs> Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, at IcarusFellMD. 
You can find me here on the Hammerlock Hangover, and we are proudly on the Wrestling Soup Network as as well as the PWC Network. And you can find me on many shows on the PWC Network. You can find Garden of Doom and Garden Views on both the Wrestling Soup Network and the PWC and the Hameen Media Group, where I'm also on several shows on the Hameen Media Group, including Uncaged, which covers Rampage, Smack Attack, which covers the week in wrestling, but primarily SmackDown, and Wreckage, which covers Collision. I did a Monday Night Machismo today, which covers Raw on PWC. And uh, Garden of the Doom is sort of my curious walk uh, through knowledge. Uh, So this week I had a a guy who managed the largest uh, occult bookstore in the world for many, many years, and we talked about everything. He's got a couple books and talked about uh, Aleister Crowley, Blavatsky, Rudolf Steiner, Edgar Cayce, Rosicrucians, Templars, you 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 name it, it 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 was there. Um, and uh, was this Ray Stands from uh, Ghostbusters? No, no, no. no, his name is John Bar. He managed the, John Barnwell, and people were welcome to Google him and check out all his interesting stuff. And then on Garden Views this week, I uh, had a show on climate change with Ethan Brown, who's the host of the Sweaty Penguin podcast. So, um, oh and uh, I recorded a show this week with my friend Mike Hilliard from the Red Line podcast. They are merely at 29.7 million downloads uh, to date on that three- or four-year-old show that only drops every fortnight. Um, And we talked about warfare in space. Uh, So that I will drop that next week. Uh, Even though it's a Garden of Doom, I'll drop in the Garden of Views segment. And this weekend on Garden of Doom, I'm dropping... I spoke to uh, a woman who is a horror writer who lives in London, although she's American. And she was looking for the horror tour of London, couldn't find one, so she started one. So she talked about uh, the horror of London, but basically from the like, like the monster movie age forward, uh, not quite Jack the Ripper and into history. Oh, so I was we, about to so, say. So we sort of did the talking horror tour of London, uh, and I was originally going to drop that in Halloween, but uh, I figured, yeah, seems cool. <laughs> so got that going on, recording with some people. You can always run it back on Halloween. Uh, I could. I yeah, the thing is that that month is is the Philom Anthropology Conference, so I may have to run back a bunch of other shows on that kind of stuff. Um, oh right, and sure. I got stuff like that. I finally got I some Aboriginal experts to talk to me about Aboriginal mythology. I got someone who wrote a book who's going to talk to me about Doggerland, which is the submerged uh, landmass that was between Great Britain and uh, Scandinavia and Europe and stuff like that. So, all over the place. Ab- Aborigines, uh, they're neither here nor there. Is that a line from a movie? It's from a show. All right, good. That's that you could say that about lots of things these days. <laughs> Want to hear a true fact about Aborigines? Did I learn from Aborigines? Yeah. Go ahead. It, apparently, whatever the, the, their D, this is how they explain it to me. So if the science is wrong, don't blame me. Um, that their DNA is such that whatever. It, it, when Aboriginal people mate with non-Aboriginal people, that within two generations, the non-Aboriginal physical appearances will dominate. They will lose their Aboriginal uh, out, outward appearances. So you'll you like if your grandfather was Korean, you'll look Korean even though you're Aboriginal. If, if you're so you'll see like redheaded, blue-eyed Aboriginals look like you know leprechauns or you know, or, you know, anything, African-American, whatever, you, you, you the, 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 like, so 
not only are they have they lost their land and they're losing their culture, but they're actually, you know, because of this trick of biology, they're losing their physical uniqueness as well. Wow. Look at that. And what show is that on? This was not a show. This was I was in Australia. I was I, I was at the I was at, you know, well, you know, a, a place where, you know, they, you know, like every, wherever you go, you go someplace, they do the dance, they, they do show you the art, they tell you the stories, they, they take you on a tour. It was in the Blue Mountains. You, know, they, you meet some koalas, you, were in the you Blue see Mountain? some, you know, you, you see some crocs, Tasmanian devils yell at you, you know, the whole thing. Some rue? Rue, wallabies, the whole thing. Wow. Very yeah. good. All right, Jeff. I think we talked about it all. We did? <laughs> So you might be an all right, guys. For all thanks know. for. All right, for all I know, you're. Khan doesn't right. push any Aborigine wrestlers. He doesn't, and that'll be next week's episode uh, when we talk about how he's biased against Aborigine. Steve is representing every coalition. Everyone Steve, every, against AEW. Every I'm every woman. It's all in you. Shout. Shout out my name. I don't think those are the words. No? Not yet, anyways. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and tuning in. Um, Much appreciated. And um, yeah, until next time. Save them, my friends. Jeff.